welcome to the Zaga Center's podcast. This podcast aims at providing education, knowledge, and experience focusing on zygomatic implant rehabilitation. Learn more about the treatment procedure, its impact on each patient, and get to know the members of the Zaga Network. Welcome back to the Zaga Center's podcast. This is David, your host, speaking. We um, are traveling today to the United States of America, to Los Angeles. We're meeting with uh, Dr. Zarin Kelk. Um, he's uh, gotten up quite early for us to participate in this podcast. So above all, thank you, doctor, to be here with us to participate. And um, please, could you introduce yourself quickly? I don't think you need much of an introduction for most of the listeners, but for the ones who don't know you, uh, tell us a bit more about you, your training, your current activity. Sure. Well, thank you, David. I'm uh, really uh, glad to be part of this. Uh, my name is Human Zernkelk. I'm a oral maxillofacial surgeon in uh, Los Angeles in suburbs of LA, uh, just along the coast, a little bit north of Los Angeles. I, uh, <clears throat> I'm a board certified. I'm certified by the American Board of Oral Maxillofacial Surgery. I went to um, my undergraduate training and my dental school training at Loma Linda University here in Southern California. I did a, a two-year research fellowship in University of Texas in Dallas, and then I finished my surgical training another six years in uh, oral maxillofacial surgery at Loma Linda University Medical Center in Southern California as well. And then I uh, started my practice, or I joined a practice here in Ventura, California, as I said, uh, in the year 2000, and uh, have been here since then. And my practice is basically has transformed into a primarily uh, a complex dental implant uh, reconstruction kind of a practice. My primary interests were orthognathic and facial surgery, but uh, for whatever reason, my practice has just uh, transformed into a complex dental implant surgery practice okay so you are the only certified expert in the area of los angeles uh, in zygomatic implants um, can you tell us a bit from a patient's perspective to begin with what are the benefits of zygomatic implants well you know uh, the patient really doesn't care what kind of implants she has or he has so the patient really is not uh, concerned about the benefits of zygomatic implants. Typically, the patients that I see are at the end of line treatment and they've tried everything else or they've been turned down by everybody else for reconstruction. And the zygomatic implants really, uh, really present a, a ray of hope for them because, uh, as I said, most of these patients have undergone procedures that have failed or or nobody's willing to treat them. So to patients, really zygomatic implants are just hope. Another, another instrument that they can get to their final result that they really desire. And a lot of these patients are really desperate. Uh, I never thought that I would say this because I thought it was cliche when people said things like this, but it's not. I mean, some of these patients I see are really, really miserable and they really, really want to change in their life. So hope, I think uh, zygomatic implants represent hope to these people. That's a very good summary of the type of treatment. So 
Diving a bit more into uh, the surgical aspects of uh, zygomatic implant rehabilitation of severe maxillary atrophy, how does the Zaga approach and concept integrate into your practice, your way of planning, your way of performing the procedure? Well, I think that the Zaga concept, and not really a philosophy, but to me is a, a concept or a, a foundation, is, is what it's done for me is really reinforced what I came to understand after performing the procedure with, without thinking about the Zaga concept. And then it has solidified or has really um, established the guidelines for me or standards to go by. That's what it's really done. Uh, I was essentially doing the same thing before I met Carlos and before I started reading his book and talking to him. But it reinforced to me that what I was thinking of doing was really the right thing and that there were other folks that were doing the same thing. And it established... Uh, established a platform and established the guidelines for me to uh, treat the different patients in a systematic way rather than just uh, winging it in the middle of procedure basically. So zygomatic implant rehabilitation can be um, very complex treatment and advanced dental treatment that needs to be coordinated between different um, members of your team from uh, you as a surgeon, prosthodontics, uh, patient care. How does a zygoma treatment take place at uh, ventral oral surgery? How does uh, it take, from, take place from start to finish, from the diagnosis to the final prosthetics? Yeah. Uh, you got cut out a little bit, but I think I got your message. I understand the question. Uh, to me, zygomatic implants are not complicated uh, for the patient. So I always uh, stress to the patient that you, wouldn't, you won't know what I did because to you, it will be the same as if I did a regular uh, traditional dental implant. So to me, zygomatic implant concept and treat the treatment concept is actually not very complicated. It shouldn't be complicated for the patient. Obviously, technically, it's a little bit more complicated for us, but that's, that's my business. That's, that's what I get better so that it's not, shouldn't be complicated. And I, the way we do it at our practice, and the way I do the actual procedure, uh, I have simplified it to the point that the majority of them can be done with local anesthesia and mild sedation. So we do majority of our zygomatic implants with local anesthesia, very mild sedation. We don't have to go to the hospital. If in cases where things are a little bit more challenging technically for me, uh, we have an anesthesiologist in the surgery center in our office so we can do general anesthesia in our office, or we can go to the hospital in in certain conditions where a patient needs to be treated in the hospital. But to me, the biggest thing that the, the, the clinicians need to really be stressed and learn is to how do you make it simplified? How do you simplify the zygomatic surgery so that you can, so you can treat more patients? That's the critical thing. And it can be simplified. So at our office, when a patient comes in, they see the prosthodontist first. The prosthodontist treatment plans, the restoration, and then they send them to me. And prior to the referral, the prosthodontist or the restorative dentist that we've trained will tell the patient that, listen, you need implants. And most likely, based on your simple radiograph that they have, that you're going to need zygomatic implants. And Dr. Zarenka will talk to you about that in this 
and that, it's, it's as simple as that. And when they see me, I reinforce that and I say, yes, you need that, but just you got to remember that for you, it will mean the same. It's not going to be any different. In your mouth, it will look the same. It will function the same as if you had regular dental implants, except that if somebody take an x-ray, it will be a longer implant. And that's the reality of it. Most of these patients come in, have their procedure, most of them under local anesthesia very comfortably, very quickly, and then they come back the following week and they tell me that they had hardly any pain, very mild swelling, and nothing really different than the f initial procedures they had because most of these patients, again, remember, they've already had implant surgeries or they have other surgeries, so they kind of know what it's like. And I'm always blown away that I'm very surprised that, and they're surprised that how much similar to the regular implant surgery this was, at least in our office. So that's something that I have worked really hard trying to figure out how to treat these patients uh, as atraumatically as simple as possible, keeping things as simple as possible and as, as comfortable as possible. And to me, that's just technique and speed. That's the thing. You have to be able to do these quickly for these patients. Otherwise, you'll have more pain and swelling and so forth. Okay, so on top of this ability to uh, simplify the treatment procedure overall, treatment protocol, which qualities do you think a zygomatic specialist need to have to perform a reliable, safe treatment? Well, I think that you have to remember that, to me, zygomatic implants and any implants that we place for complicated uh, atrophic uh, reconstruction are not really dental implants. I don't think of them as dental implants. I think of them as uh, skeletal anchorage devices, uh, anchors for the prosthesis. So you need to change the way you think about how you think about these implants and place them and approach the surgery different. It's more of a facial surgery, orthopedic, orthognathic type of procedure. So if you are a, a general dentist or a periodontist or uh, somebody who's not a surgical specialist to start with, you need to develop that fr mind frame, the frame of mind that these are not dental implants. You can't approach it through small incisions. You can't approach it through a, a tunnel vision. You have to look at the whole patient's face and mouth and so on. So that's the biggest challenge, I think, for uh, the novice and the non-surgical specialists that they look at these as dental implants. And these are not dental implants. You're not treating a an alveolar ridge. So I think training, opening your eyes, getting wider training or getting surgical training is really the key. And it can be challenging. I, you know, I, I do a lot of these and still is challenging. <laughs> okay, I'd, I'd like to come back a bit to the patient aspect of the treatment. So you, you mentioned the patients to them. It's very similar to a full mouth implant, all on four, or any other dental treatment. Uh, but you also mentioned that usually they already had uh, quite a few dental implants, sometimes failures, uh, infections, other disorders that lead to this loss of bone that requires zygomatic implant. Um, for them, or from your uh, experience, can you remind, can you remember a patient that would have especially uh, marked you um, when he or she gets the final prosthesis, gets a smile back, gets to masticate again. Are you talking, are you, you mean a, a memorable patient? Yes. Well, 
uh, yeah, a lot of memorable patients. Uh, and, you know, before I got into um, zygomatic implants, my practice was primarily a, an oral surgery practice with a big component of orthognathic procedures and reconstruction procedures. So, you know, it was really rewarding to see these patients have mal malformations and be treated and then be corrected and look better and feel better. But then when my practice turned and just kind of transformed into an implant practice, you know, I, I've, I've seen a lot of these and I've realized that this is probably the most rewarding, life-changing thing we can do for, for our patients. And it's just been remarkable. But I think if I think, about, think back, I can really th remember one particular patient that, uh, that really um, affected me because this uh, lady presented to me about 10 or oh, 15 years ago when I first started to even think about zygomatic implants. And, uh, you know, I always uh, thought that, you know, dentists would say in meetings that, well, this patient presented to me crying and desperate. And I used to wave this off and say, this is just crazy. This is cliche. Nobody comes, goes to an office crying. But one day uh, we had this patient show up who was literally had tears in her eyes and she was in her mid seven late seventies and uh told me that she has gone everywhere she she can and, and nobody is willing to treat her and she is uh in a really bad position because when she was married to her husband uh and the husband was alive that it was fine because she can't wear her denture, the husband would take her out and they would socialize with together and her life was semi-normal, considering that she couldn't wear her dentures. But her husband passed away, and now she has friends that she can't socialize with because she can't wear her denture. And that's really, really affected her. That had really affected her. She couldn't really be the same person she was before her husband died. And I, you know, it, it really touched me. So this is before, or right at the time when I was considering the zygomatic implant. So we had treated and planned her for iliac crest or hip bone graft to the maxilla. And we had we went ahead and did that. We did the hip bone graft to her maxilla and sinuses. What everybody used to do and what I used to do, what I was trained to do. And we rebuilt her maxilla. And then eight months later, we scheduled her for the surgery in the hospital. We took her to the hospital because of her health issues and attempted to put implants, regular, like regular dental implants in her maxilla. And as I was trying to do the procedure, I realized that all the bone graft that we had done was such a poor quality that the implants were not going to be stable. And we had just received the shipment of my first shipment of zygomatic implants. And this is 15 years ago and they were in the office. So I sent my, I sent my assistant that was working with me to go to, uh, to, go to uh, the office and bring the zygomatic implants into the hospital so I can do that because I wasn't comfortable that the implants that we were doing were going to be successful. So she went to the office, brought the zygomatic implants, and it ended up being a very complicated, difficult zygomatic implant placement because of her anatomy and, and because of her lack of maxilla, essentially. So my first zygomatic implant was probably one of the most difficult ones I've ever done. But we were able to finish the procedure and 
deliver the appliance then really immediately versus uh, having to deal because my plan was to essentially delay it but we ended up placing the zygomatic implants and she got her uh, prosthesis within a week because now we were going to the immediate load situation and to make a story short this is uh, she's uh, I think 14 years post-operative and we see her set every year and her she got her life back and it's it's remarkable that now she travels, she goes on cruises with her friends, and she does all the stuff that she wanted to do, and just because I happen to have my zygomatic implants in that day. <laughs> Otherwise, well, that, that, that's quite a way to enter the zygomatic implants <laughs> that uh, was, world. <laughs> that was my zygomatic implant birth. It was probably the most difficult case I've ever done, and I still show that case in my lectures because it's a it's a very uh, classic zaga. Uh, approach to placement of implants, but I did it before even being aware of this, such a classification. <laughs> oh, what a story. So I'd like to leave uh, dentistry aside for a minute. And um, this is a personal question that we asked to all the Zyga Centers member uh, about a passion you have in, uh, in life, a, a dream you have. I know you're quite a fan of uh, sports, I believe. Uh, what's your passion outside of dentistry? <laughs> Well, and right now, I was trying to get my golf swing in order. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the right time. <laughs> no, and it's been the most frustrating thing because I'm one of those people that I just, you know, I, I can't, uh, I don't give up. <laughs> like, I don't give up in surgery. Uh, my staff, we were talking about that. I've, there's, uh, there's only been one or two cases where I've, I've aborted the procedure. <laughs> so I always try to get it I, I used to I race sailboats for a while. I uh, kind of have put that aside because with my young kids, uh, I can't did put as much time into it. That's a very time-consuming sport. Where I would do um, long races, short races, but I was racing sailboats every week. And now I've started to golf in the next last uh, few years, and that's really consumed me because uh, I just don't seem to be able to get it. <laughs> Well, are, are you getting are you getting better over time? I don't it? know. I don't know. That's the. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's I believe it can be used as a meditation. And so. But no, I um, I'm, we're pretty active. Uh, we have two kids, and I have two uh, two dogs and two horses and a bunch of chickens. I live on an avocado ranch, so uh, we're we're pretty busy. <laughs> yeah, I, I can imagine. I, I hope that the, the horses don't go on the golf course. <laughs> Okay, thank you, um, Dr. Zarenkelk, for sure. your time uh, this morning to participate in the Zaga Center's podcast. I believe it's important we learn more about uh, our members, but also provide information to the patients that reach out to us. Um, I really invite you to connect with Dr. Zarenkelk, a great professional, extremely well-trained educator also. And uh, as we've seen, if you happen to play golf, I guess uh, we can set up a a play together. Uh, thank you again for your time sure. and uh, I hope we can meet in person very, very soon to a Saga Center's annual meeting. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having me and uh, I encourage everybody who's involved in treatment of this type of patients uh, uh, to learn uh, more about this procedure because um, I, as I always say, you don't have to learn how to do zygomatic implants unless you want to be able to treat every patient that you see. <laughs> yes, this, I, I can't agree more. I can't agree more. And that would be the final sentence of the podcast. 
thank you, Doctor, again, and uh, looking forward to the next episode of the Saga Centers podcast. Bye-bye. This podcast aims at providing education, knowledge, and experience, focusing on zygomatic implant rehabilitation. Learn more about the treatment procedure, its impact on each patient, and get to know the members of the Zaga Network.